0: Before we jump into the episode today, I want to share something with you from my heart. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really can't tell you how much your support means to me. We've been doing the podcast now for almost four years. I can't even believe it. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you that listens, shares an episode with your friends, sends me a DM or a text message letting me know how an episode resonates with you or any aha moments. Seriously, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to create this podcast. It has been such a blessing in my life, and I love hearing the ways it's been able to provide value in yours as well. One thing you might not know is how much work it takes to be consistent with a podcast. In fact, did you know that the majority of podcasts don't make it past episode number 10? And we are well, 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 beyond that. And it's just a lot thinking of the episodes, recording them, editing them, managing the guests, making sure that everything runs smoothly and gets uploaded consistently and regularly. And so that's why I have created an amazing opportunity for you to support the podcast monetarily. And in exchange for that, you will get exclusive premium subscriber content. So for as little as $3 a month, you can become a premium subscriber of the podcast, and every month I will upload new voice-guided workouts and breathwork meditation audio for you. So that way you can work out with me coaching you in your ears. You can also take a moment to reduce your stress and relax and come down and ground down with one of my breathwork audios. So if that is on your heart to support the podcast for as little as $3 a month to become a premium podcast subscriber, I can't tell you how much. That means to me and the growth of this podcast. I appreciate you. If you're interested, click the link in the description, become a premium podcast subscriber, new content every month. And while supplies last, I'll send you an exclusive podcast coffee mug so you can have your self love and sweat coffee every morning. I appreciate you. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Self Love and Sweat, the podcast. The place where you'll get inspired to live your life unapologetically, embrace your perfect imperfections, break down barriers, and do what sets your soul on fire. I'm your host, London Souza. Hey friend, it's me, London Souza, online lifestyle transformation coach. I help people all over the world, just like you, who know they are meant for more, get their mind right and their body tight and go from crazy busy to crazy happy. And hey, if it's our first time meeting, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been with us for a while, it's so great that you're here too. I'm really excited to share this episode of the Self Love and Sweat podcast with you. Go, 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 shawty. It's my birth month. We're gonna party like it's my birth month. (laughs) Hey, before we jump into this week's episode of Self Love and Sweat the Podcast, I just wanted to pop in and remind you that in November, in my birth month, every Friday is Black Friday and everything in my online shop is 50% off using code BF. 2020. So you're going to go to lifelikelondon.com forward slash shop, use the code BF2020 at checkout for 50% off every single thing in my online shop, my online programs, online video courses, and even my one-on-one VIP coaching. I've never done discounts on this ever, but I know it's 2020 and I know you guys are showing up consistently and you want to continue to have that accountability and that coaching and you're ready just to keep showing up for your goals and for your dreams and creating that new normal. And I just know it's been a super challenging year. And so I want to offer you 50% off my VIP coaching. So here's how it works you go to lifelike com forward slash VIP, fill out that application and then my team and I, we will review it and within three to five business days, we will contact you if we feel like we would be a good fit to work together and I feel like I can help you reach your goals. And then from there, we'll hop on a free one hour best life strategy session to hash out all the details and really make our plan of action of what that's gonna look like in that big picture and really plan it out on how we're going to get there step by step. So don't miss out, every Friday is Black Friday using code BF2020 at checkout or getting in those applications by 11:59 p.m. and 59 seconds on Friday for VIP. Here we go into this week's episode. Today's guest on Self Love and Sweat the Podcast is my dad. Hi, honey. I'm so excited to have you here today.
1: Thanks for having me. No, I enjoyed uh, coming off this Monterey trip. has been awesome. So thanks. Really enjoyed it.
0: We um, went to Monterey this weekend. we're actually recording this episode from our hotel in Monterey. We just decided kind of spontaneously to do a little trip and get outdoors and... Go for a little hike, and so we were out at what was it called? Where were we yesterday?
1: Point Lobos. Point Lobos Central Center. There, yeah. Took the whole route. It was good. It
0: Still was really feeling nice- it today, huh? Yeah, we slept like <laughs> we slept like babies last night. I fell asleep, I think, before like before nine o'clock, and then we were both waking up just like oh, but it was nice to be outdoors and relax, and then get a good night's sleep and just get out of town and do something different. We both really like to be outside doing our thing, and it was really nice.
1: Yeah. Super time. Thank you.
0: So we today are here on the podcast to talk about the five most important words.
1: Five most important words, surround yourself with good people. I stole that. I can't say that that's my claim to fame, but, uh, was fortunate when I got started in coaching to, uh, run into a gentleman by the name of John Scalinos, coached at Cal Poly Pomona a number of years and just made a huge impact on me starting out as a young coach. And so, uh, he had uh, all the important words and the, the five uh, really stick with me.
0: Yeah. So the five most important words, if you guys, maybe my, you said it, but I'm just going to nail them or like lay it out here. Surround yourself with good people. The five most important words. And so how long did you coach for? You, my dad retired. He makes retirement just look so amazing because you're always fit and active and out and about. But how long did you coach for?
1: Good quit. Well, I started in eighty one. Let me see. I want to say a total of 33, 33 years.
0: Thirty three years coaching. And did you always use the five most important words or those words throughout your coaching career?
1: Well, when I first started, I uh, this is where I met John Scalinas and how he made such a huge impact. Was I? Uh, I was assistant coach in Modesto at Downey High School and uh, coached the freshmen there. Great group of guys. What a super experience. But I knew right then I wanted to be a varsity head coach. So had an opportunity to go to a uh, clinic in Anaheim. It's called the Stovall Clinic. It's an all sports clinic and you know, all sports are there. And, uh, I went with a gentleman named John Lagos, who I coached with, and he told me about John Scalinas and who he was and what he was about. And, but, uh, when we got out of the car and I met him. Uh, he treated me just unbelievable. i mean, here. He didn't know me from Adam and we stay in the same room. He, he covers all the Picks up all the cost, you know, here I am there, just, you know, new coach meeting a guy that, by the way, he, uh, I want to say that he had more wins than anybody else at his level of college baseball. So he's, he's a legend. Uh, If you look him up, you'll, you'll know who he is. But uh, anyway, he, uh, he just treated me like I was, you know, how you want to treat people. Mm -hmm. So that was how I did
0: because I asked this because I was at a wedding like a couple weekends ago and this is actually what stemmed the topic of the podcast because I was at a wedding for a friend of mine and um, two of your former baseball players were there and they both came up to me separately. Like, they weren't sitting next to each other. They both came up to me separately and said, Oh yeah, how you doing? How's your dad? Oh yeah, he always reminded me of the five most important words. And we, I, re- heard, I recited them with both of them. So with both guys, it was like, surround yourself with good people. And then, yeah, half an hour later, whatever, met up with the other baseball player, same, same conversation. And so it's just, yeah, those words have made a really big impact in my life. And I know they have in the people that you've coached. And so I want to talk a little bit about like what that means. What does, um, when you say it to your students and your coaches and whatever, what does surround yourself with good people mean? Who are good people?
1: Well, it's a good question because, you know, if, if I took it from a baseball standpoint, I mean, I played for coaches that were tremendous baseball minds, knew the game, but when it came to how they treated people, you kind of question it, you know, as far as just character things, you know, I mean... Uh, like I said, when I met John Scalinas, I mean, he was the whole package. I mean, he's a quality guy. I mean, he treated people, uh, you know, he just treated people the way you want to, you know, the way you want to be treated. So, as a new coach, I was gravitated to him because of that facet. And I and I know when I coached my teams, when it came to treating a young man or or, or treating a secretary or treating a custodian on campus, you know, when I was an athletic director, you know, you just want to treat them you know like you'd want to be treated and 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 when you do that you'd be surprised the people that you end up hanging out with they're good people and if they're not you'll you won't have those same values you won't you know you won't have that kind of connection that you make or you know cuz you can make an impact in somebody's life and they could just shun you you know you could try to be nice to somebody and they can you know blow you off but the more you're kind to people i think that gravitates you towards the people you want to be around and the good so, people.
0: so good people are people who treat other people the way they want to be treated. And of course, the way that they're treating people has to be nice and kind and loving. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're and it's saying? in any arena. I
1: mean, you know, as a teacher, you know, there's good teachers. There's teachers that, you know, clock in early, leave late. And then there's those that can't wait till 3.30 to go home, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's people looking for shortcuts. There's people that you know, coaches, you know, you can look at any arena that you're in and you'll find people that are, are in it because they love it. And some that are just in it because they want to pick up their check, their paycheck at the end of the month and, and, you know, can't wait to retire. Mm-hmm. Talk about how many days. I never once talked about how many days I had left when I was getting ready to retire. It just kind of showed up. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're counting the days, counting the hours talking about all this stuff that's, that's out there that's bad. and mm-hmm. Kind of like us right now, you know, we're dealing with corona. You know, I mean, what, what do you do? You can sit at home and sulk or you can get out and take an eight-mile hike like we did. And take an eight-mile
0: hike and spend and time with it. the people yeah, that you love yeah. and connect with, yeah, family and so, friends and different oh, things like so. that. So I love that definition of good because it's just like, yeah, the people who are out there giving their best, doing their best, showing up with, yeah, love and kindness. And like you said, going that extra mile. And I can see how those are the type of people that, yeah, that you bring around because that's how that's how you are too. And so with your students or with, let's say, the with the students and the kids that you coached, I just, I, I ask this because like, okay, you told me this my whole life. Surround yourself with good people. There were a lot of most important words that we had. These were the five most important words. Surround yourself with good people. But like when you're younger, it's like your friends and understanding and learning about the people that are around you at that time, regardless of if they're cool, if they're popular, if they're, you know, the best on the sports team or the smartest kid in class or whatever. um, How do you help your students or how did you help or do you help uh, the students and the guys that you coached navigate what it meant good people in the classroom or at school or during that age where you're like, you just want to be cool and you're just like trying to hang out and fit in. So like, how do you help with those words or what would be like a, a, something that you would say to kind of that age group or your your um, players of like, yeah, it's not about fitting in and surrounding yourself with good people might not be the coolest, most popular, most this, this or this. How do you explain that to that age group? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to. Connect. relate <laughs> you know but you went right to the five most important words and when you start with one through five let's talk about them well the first one's we okay, okay first we, most
0: important word we, we is, two most important words uh,
1: just being able to say thank you
0: thank you thank three
1: you. the three is one that gets thrown out a lot with with kids that i coach and we call it the three c's it's character class and concern and then the four is is really important you got to take care of yourself so, you know, you went right to number five, you know, surround yourself with good people. But, you know, we had and I'd give it to our players and I'd talk about it with our students, because if something comes up, you know, like the kids having trouble, you know, well, did you ever say thank you? You know, make sure you say thank you to people. I think that's a lost start, You know, somebody does something for you and you just kind of but saying thank you is gets you a long ways, you know, thanking people for what they've done for you. Uh, but the one that the character class and concern is one I used a lot because if something comes up and the kid's lacking in those areas or, you know, Hey, you know, what's your, you know, were you really concerned about that person? You know, did you really, did you really care about what went on there? Did you, you know, so you can throw, you know, starting with one through five, uh, you can go, uh, you can go from the beginning one and then.
0: So, it's five. not like something you were teaching. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, if, if and I taught my classes. I'd give them a, a list of the important words. Anybody I'm around, you know, they got to go one through five, you know, reward them with something if they can do it, you know. And then then that way you can go to them and say, hey, what about the three C's? You know, then get, them, get their gears turning a little bit because, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you need, you know, grade school and, you know, you can show good character, class and concern if you – if you, if you choose to so mm-hmm. picking mm-hmm. those out of, of of the whole bunch of words, so
0: yeah, no, you're right. It's like starting with the foundation from first to five, and I know we jumped to five because that was the conversation I had with those your former players at the wedding, but it really is that compounding effect, and when you can kind of use those as different tools to like, yeah, navigate or as you're coaching with with students and stuff too, you can just kind of, okay, well, what about the three c's? And like yeah, you said, exactly. the wheels start turning, so it's not that you're telling them hey, this is what you should do. This is not how you should do it. This is, you know, you're still you, but how's the three Cs? How's yeah. the five most important words? And let let them kind of let that sit with them. And I like that yeah. a lot too.
1: The way you brought that out, that's, that's a good point because that's exactly what it does. It, you know, you're, you're not calling them out on something. You're just giving them something you've already addressed together and then they can look at it and mm-hmm. get the gears turning and figure out what they're doing.
0: I um, do this in my coaching too. Like I'll ask people kind of certain questions where it's like, "Uh." and like you said, it's not about calling people out. I just say, I'm calling you in, whether it's like calling you in to look internally and say like, Hey, what's up? You know, what's kind of going on there. So it's not about calling you out or yeah, trying to embarrass you or say you did this, this, or this wrong. It's just like, here are some tools for self-reflection and here are some really good ones there. I just remember, yeah, growing up, um, all those one through five most important words and then they just really like, and that's been a major tool in my coaching too, is like, I always wanna give my clients tools in their toolbox that keep on revealing themselves throughout the years and throughout the seasons, right? So um those were really all five of those words, um, all of the five most important words, one through five, really made a big impact in my life. And I think about how they kind of, you know, so when I first heard them, I was young and I was in school and I remember being in high school and like, yeah, London, surround yourself with good people. And luckily I have a really good core group of good friends, but I also did surround myself with probably not the best, you know, um, people sometimes too. And, you know, real, I remember like, yeah, fighting with you and getting mad. Why can't I go with, why can't I hang out with this person? Why can't I go there? This person's allowed to do this. Why can't I? Nar, nar, nar. And um, not really fully understanding it until... I got older, of like, oh yeah, surround yourself with good people in elementary school, junior high, high school, college, you know, and as you get older, it's like you just kind of attract, like attracts like. And um, it just, it, yeah, like now it, it doesn't matter if the people, um, the people I surround myself with that I most gravitated towards, are not people who maybe like the same things that I do, who maybe believe the same things that I do. They're not people who maybe look the same, who are the same age, you know. I have a lot of friends, all different age groups, kids, grandkids, younger than me, you know. It's just really about people who, um, yeah, who are showing up day in and day out, wanting to serve with excellence, wanting to spread love. And it's just been such a great experience learning that and uncovering that because it doesn't need to be that your friends need to look a certain way. They don't need to talk a certain way make a certain you know, it's like, it's just a matter of the people who I feel like, mm, it's not what you look like or what you have that I want. It's just like that little vibrant, that spark, that light that you shine, like come shine that over here. And I got a little bit of that too. So I want to shine that on you too as well. And so I just think it's really cool to, um, see how that, that's yeah revisited and re-revealed itself to me throughout you know my life and um but yeah so from a from a kid's perspective when you were teaching that to us growing up as kids um yeah I know their parents listening I know that there are parents a lot of my audience are parents and so when you're teaching your kids this like yeah what is that like
1: well I think you know we've talked about the important words you know one through five. I think if you look at the other side of the spectrum, there's least important words too. That, I don't know if you knew those. But I don't know the if I know these. So I can throw those out because Please. that's the other side of the spectrum. Which And the single least important word is I, obviously, being an I guy, especially in sports, only worried about themselves. Uh, the two least important words is I quit. So when you're surrounding yourself with good people, you're going to try to stay away from people that are quitters, obviously. Amen. Three least important words are I don't care. Uh, four least important words is everyone is doing it. So when you come across that kid that, you know, hey, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing it because you, you, that's going to get you where you want to go, or is it you just doing it because of the four least important words? And then uh, the five least important words is uh, let somebody else do it. And you know, how many people go through life just letting other people take care of things for them and let somebody else do it. So, yeah, when you look at the the five most important words and the five least important words, it covers a wide variety of of people and actually gets you to like, you know, you talk about our main focus was the five most important words, surround yourself with good people. Well, if you're encompassing all the, the least important words with the five most important words or the all the important words. Then you're going to gravitate towards those people that are going to, you know, going to help you get through life and have go-to friends and people that you can count on. So, mm-hmm.
0: no, I didn't know those. I didn't know there was a list of least important words. You've been holding out on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I got to add this to my list. But no, I love it. I love that there's the five most important words, five least important words, and I think that they can all resonate with us in one way or another. And I especially the the least and most important words, I mean, I know you guys listening, maybe you heard yourself in some of those. Maybe, like you said, sometimes we can be an eye guy. Sometimes we can be someone who's like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm, it's too much about me. It's not about, you know. Um, and so maybe one of those least important word statements just kind of poked you or kind of gave you a little, Ugh. you're like, yep, that's me. It's all good. No judgment there at all. It's just great to have those realizations about kind of what things might be holding us back or what things we might be doing so often. Um, that we have to say like, hey, you know, that's contributing a little bit to the outcome. That's contributing to the people that we're around on a regular basis. And I love that you said the quit thing. Um, this is, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I'm just going to talk about it really quick because I think it's important. Um, when I was in high school track, I, <laughs> you're laughing at me. Hey, I'm trying to have a moment. Dad, you're laughing sorry, at me. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. with
1: you, laughing with you.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I wanted to quit track because I just was over it. And I did track because I wanted, okay, so I, let's just be, I'll do this really fast. I was a cheerleader, then I played water polo, um, and then I needed like a, what was it, what's track? Is that a fall sport, a winter? It's a spring sport. So I needed a spring sport to do to get me out of regular PE, so I signed up for track because I was like, I can run. Well, track meets are really long and you have like all day long, you know, it's like the 400 meter girls, freshman, 400 meter girls, like you, you are there all day long. So I wanted to quit so bad and my dad would not let me. He was just like, no, like you're not quitting. You're going to go sit at every track meet the whole time. I even tried to like milk out a knee injury that I had. I was like, well, my knee hurts. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can sit in the bleachers with a knee, with a bad knee. Thanks dad. So I did that. But that was a huge thing because during that time, I had a couple of friends who were on the track team with me as well, and they ended up quitting. And um, yeah, not to say anything about anything, but I didn't quit. And I continued to show up. And now that has just made a giant impact in my life because I will never quit anything except for if I realize, hey, that's not what I want to do. If it's time to pivot and make a change, that's one thing. But never quitting, something with follow through there. And it all started because of that, right? You, We had that situation where this is how things come full circle, friends. We had the situation where there was the whole quit thing with track and then um, shortly after there was like a situation where my dad, you were coaching baseball and there was some awesome parents in the stands and saying some not so nice things about my dad and I heard about it. And that was like pretty common. I mean, I don't think that that faced that you very often.
1: <laughs> not in a rude way.
0: I mean, like, I know that... Uh, It's not that, yeah, people are just parents and people are just going to say stuff about coaches regardless. So anyways, I found out that someone was talking smack and I was like, okay, I'm going to write an article for our newspaper, the Merced Sunstar. I'm going to write an article um, for them. Uh I I reached out to them. I said, it's Father's Day. I have some great things to say about my dad. So can I write an article? And the editor was like, yeah, sure. You know, right. It sent it over. So I sent it over. I think we ended up getting like the front page of the local section, a whole thing I wrote about my dad with pictures and everything about how, yeah, just a great influence he was in my life, how he never let me quit and just kind of your overall relentlessness, even though I didn't maybe love it when I was a kid. I totally appreciate it now. And so I was... And then through that article I wrote for the Merced Sunstar, that led to my article that I would write a weekly column called Life Like London, which is how Runtastic ended up finding me. They found me through a little article I wrote in a little newspaper. And so I think when you go out and you just kind of try to spread, yeah, spread value and love and truth and kind of just do um, that, it's so amazing how... Um, yeah, how how God and the universe deliver that way because you're like, yeah, it was a crappy situation. I didn't want to quit trap. My dad didn't let me. Oh, bomb, there was a great lesson out of that. I feel so fortunate to not have quit because now I know what it's like to follow through every single time and how amazing that is. And then, you know, that led to me wanting to write an article to in support of, you know, a lot of people talking crap. I didn't like it, right? And then that led to a column and that led to the Runtastic thing and that led just, you know, the rest is history. And so, um It all started with, like you said, the I quit thing. It was really like that really spoke to me a lot. And so I'm very thankful for that. I'm sure that you were annoyed by me when I was crying and faking a knee injury to try to get out of track.
1: Well, let's get this (laughs) this point across. I didn't make you continue to run track the rest of your life. I just, it was you started. Yeah, we got to make sure it was the season. You started the season and let's finish the season. And then when the season was over... Now make a decision. If well, I think people
0: know running. I'm not a track star right now. So they knew that there was an ending oh, to that you chapter. You have that 800
1: <laughs> meters, man. That's a tough one.
0: Yeah, I did run the 800. But yes, it was just the season. So it was like, you're not going to quit on your team halfway through. You're not going to quit before it's done. What right. you started, you're going to finish. And that was the overall lesson there. I'm very thankful for yeah, that. I
1: didn't make you go out the next year. Yeah, the next year,
0: the next year, I wasn't going out for track. Had a great coach. It was really fun, everything, but I just, yeah, it wasn't my jam there. It was just kind of an excuse for me to get out of PE, but you pulled me right back in there. But thank you so much for being here on this podcast, Dad. No, thanks,
1: honey. Hey, no problem.
0: It's very, uh, yeah, it's nice having conversations with you here. Maybe we'll bring you back. But if you guys, um, yeah, have anything you want to share or any comments or anything on this podcast, um, you can always send me a DM anywhere pretty much on Instagram and Facebook, especially at Life Like London. Any reflections on the five most important words or the five least important words, we would love to hear them. Thank you so much for being here, Dad. Love you.
1: Love you too. Bye, hon.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self-Love and Sweat, the podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us a review. This really helps a lot. And share this with a friend. I'm only one person, and with your help, we can really spread the message of self-love and sweat and change more lives all around the world. I'm London Souza reminding you that you deserve a life full of passion, presence, and purpose fueled by self-love and sweat.